Everybody's going now, guys. Tottenham Racing here, back for another week of the TNC podcast. We have nearly racked up 40 episodes. Not quite, though. It's episode 39. Woo! And we are joined by the wonderful Connor Southwell. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. I'm not going to shake your hand for a very special reason, because you all know we like to eat on the TNC podcast. Not and many you people love it. like... No, not many people like it. They love it, Jack. I wouldn't like it if I was a listener. Um, and we messaged Connor and said, look, we've had a few... Huckabee brought the goods, didn't he? He brought... Um, brought the Africa. A, and, a, and a Terry's chocolate orange. Yeah. What else did he bring? He brought something else, didn't he? His presence. His, his, his presence, his presence. Actually. Um So we said to Connor, Connor, you need to bring some food, mate. And he turned up with this. Pull that cake. <laughs> look at yeah. that Victoria sponge. Not only is it my favourite type of cake... I think that's incredibly impressive. Now, I've noted... This is really tonight, special. It really is. I noted before, um, and if for people listening on iTunes, go on YouTube just to have a look at the thickness of this double cream layer here <laughs> because we've got the we've got the fanta- two fantastic sponges. They look nice and fluffy, but also dense. Yeah. You've got that wonderful layer of whipped double cream. Strawberry jam. Mm, strawberry jam. And then the classic so, yeah. strawberry jam. I mean, we've even got, if we want to... Some strawberries here, some actual strawberries. I to... the five, they've really gone for fine details here. That there's that kind of that sprinkle yeah. of icing sugar as well. Just to finish. I mean, I mean Delia would be extremely proud of us. She would, and it. she's sitting just here, and she, she's always proud of us, but she's exceptionally proud. So have well, a should, plate. Let's cut this up, shall we? Have a plate. Connor, have a, there's not much room on this table. We've got a massive um, knife. Don't use it. It's not like we have own. football to talk for anything, but I, 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 I just think sod the football for two minutes. <laughs> anyway, Connor, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. good. Yeah. Um, Should I do the honours? Oh, not, not no, 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 I okay. don't trust myself. No, um, just be careful here. Oh, that is a lovely sponge. Cut? You can, you can tell. I mean, the, the knife comes clean through first bit. So, who, by the way, how, how big would you like your piece? Uh, I'll only have a thin slice. I've just, just, just I've eaten. Right, that's no excuse. That's not okay. nice. no. Let's uh, come. Nice uh, have a fork. Then. Always eat your cake with a fork. We like to do things. You must be forking, joking, <laughs> Jack. Uh, I mean, look at that. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. No, does one, it? Wonderful. It's decent. I mean, come on. Are you claiming you made this? Uh, no, no. I'll give credit to my mum. Okay. Uh, okay. If she's watching, love. thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she. Well, I, I, did, I did tell her I'd, uh, I'd give her a shout out. No, so that's lovely, and, and, and thank you. Mothers are, are very good at, at making cakes, and uh, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the football while whoa, whoa. Chris continues. How big? How big do you want your size? I'd quite like. I'd like it quite big because <laughs> no, not that big. Size does matter here. Does it? Yeah, about there. Lovely. And we've still got a big old wedge. I mean, that, we've only had like a quarter. Connor, we're here for an hour, mate. That's this is good, a, yeah. this is a big old in. boy. There we go. Lovely old job. Lovely. Right. Um, Spending. Should we just let's... take this cake out of the way? I feel like it's in the way. Yeah, let me bit. just move this over here quickly. This probably doesn't yeah. need refrigerator, does it? Oh, damn, absolutely uh, fine. <laughs> right, let's talk about football. We've probably lost every single person now, to this video. Today is the first day since Christmas when I actually know what the date is and what the day of the week is because last week was just a complete blur to me. Oh, that cream. Oh. We played Millwall last Monday, so we haven't actually done a podcast since then. And let's talk about Millwall because going into that, we've just come off the back of that nil-nil with Burton. You were there, Connor. You saw yep. it yep. with your own eyes. It was punishment at times. Exactly. It was a it was a good win against Millwall in the end. Really good win, yeah, and um, sort of capped off a really good festive period. I think um, nine was from, it? Well, I thought seven from nine is not too bad. Yeah. No, I thought it was seven good. from twelve. We're not saying. <laughs> It was a decent festive period, wasn't it? It was decent. I mean, what did you make of that Millwall game, Chris? Because at at half-time, you were absolutely furious. You were saying it was a time up for Farker. No, it wasn't. Don't mince my words, mate. 
Um, I thought, what? I can't believe you, you've led your audience on there. I was extremely frustrated at, at half time, and why wouldn't you be? You're one nil down at Millwall at home yep. after you've put out um, an extremely average team against uh, an average Burton side. You'd expect our boys to come out and, and, and at least you know be level at half time. So I was rightly furious. But I mean, the key word for me is just relief. Just really relieved we got those those points over the line because I think Daniel Farker needed it. I think the players needed it. And I think most importantly, the Carrow Road support desperately needed it. And you saw against Chelsea as well, I think that there's there's been some serious tension kind of released now. I think everyone's dropped their shoulders and gone, right, we're back. You know, that there is a there is an opportunity now to actually show some, some good football again. I mean, I suppose the argument for that Millwall game at for the for the happy clappers out there who who weren't too fussed with that first half is that the performance levels weren't actually too bad. We created some chances and I think Millwall pretty much scored with their only shot. But I suppose at this time of the year and especially the situation we're in, it's more results over performances, isn't it? And that's the frustrating thing. That's it. Yeah, that's it. yeah, that's it. If if that performance comes off the back of you know the good run earlier on in the season, I think it's yeah. viewed a little bit differently. I think yeah. you know it, it it was all a bit toxic from that point and. Uh, Particularly at Carrow Road, because I think you've got all these people paying their money who haven't really seen any, any sort of progression from last year. So um, there was obviously going to be a negative reaction. But I, as, as you say, I don't think it was, it was too bad. But you, you kind of realise how, how low expectations have, stumped, have sort of slumped when you go in 1-0 down against Millwall and people are still like, well, at least we created three chances. Isn't it? Because yeah, I'm not I didn't think the performance was that great. It was okay. And I don't think we deserve to be yeah. losing. But we created two or three half chances, a couple of pop shots from the outside of the box. That's not yeah. a team that sh- is going to be challenging for the playoffs, is it? That's not the, uh, the performance from 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 that. My, that forty five minutes against Millwall, the second half was better. Yeah, yeah. Well, monumentally better, wasn't it? I think we absolutely dominated. But I think uh, that first half doesn't fill you with with, with the. Be- I mean, for, for me, the the real frustration and you know, uh, I don't want to draw it into the atmosphere debate straight away, but I'm going to. I just think that. There seems to be now kind of this point where the Norwich fans have almost given up on creating an atmosphere, to be honest with you. I really do. I think when you've got three stands doing absolutely nothing, I think it's, it's extremely difficult um, to, you know, when you're 1-0 down at half-time and the only thing you can muster up is a boo, I do think that's extremely disappointing. But I suppose if we're going to touch on this atmosphere debate, the game against Chelsea um, a couple of days ago, the atmosphere was, I thought, was was good on the whole. It wasn't yes. amazing. It wasn't, you know, anything yeah. to write home about. Isn't it I all... suppose it shows that it's maybe we're just going too deep into this whole atmosphere. Thing. No, if we're what? playing well and we're playing against a big team, yeah. the atmosphere is going to be better. Yeah, I mean, as, as somebody who sort of sits in the in, in the River End, um, you know, and it's a good end. I've sat there for many. It's a, a lovely year. end. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a lovely I've end since I've been going. But you know, I think I think the issue that some people have with it is is this idea that if you're or some people view it as if, if you sit if you don't sit in the Barclay you're not a proper fan and mm. I think I think that's the issue with it um, in, in terms of overthinking it I think they are to a degree I think flags and stuff yeah it's great for the short term but long term I think there needs to be some sort of don't we need movement. short term though Connor I think we desperately need at the short moment term. yeah yeah. I mean I, I sat there on Saturday and I mean you're saying it was much better but I, I thought it was quite flat and, 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 and as someone shows. who doesn't sit in there because that was probably one of the best atmospheres of the season. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, it I was. thought it was quite it was. until sort of the last 10 minutes mm. when suddenly everyone, mm. everyone got behind it. Isn't it really interesting, right? So a lot of people that, that sat in the Barclay 
you know, vocalised the fact that there was loads of, you know, new people in the Barclay. Well, actually, the atmosphere was much better because of the new people that sat in the Barclay. And I think you'll find a lot of people, you know, you know well, single-handedly. Yeah, I did hear Connie. It was a massive <laughs> voice, to be fair. Um, you know, I think actually the new people came in and wasn't it? Didn't it make such a difference that the people that just turned up to be entertained just sung because they're at the football with their mates? All right, they might be they might be younger. They might be the people that don't normally get tickets, but I really liked the fact that they just didn't give a shit. Yeah. They were there to be entertained, to watch the game of football, and they were just going to back the boys. Mm-hmm. And yes, they were going to sing Always Shit on the Old Blue and White, and they were going to give the, Ch- the Chelsea fans hassle, and great. Mm. And I actually think that that says a lot. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to say it. I think that there is a, uh, we've got an, an extremely elderly fan base and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying all all of the older people aren't singing because I, I think there are a lot of fantastic supporters that have been going forever and a day they, they give it everything and sing sing along to everything but I think in terms of attracting new supporters that £10 ticket incentive to get people in the door at Chelsea it worked in terms of the atmosphere but we need something short term I, I mean I think we need more flags I think we need something else because it didn't it make a difference Connor didn't it yeah. make a difference yeah uh, what I will add on that is I think it helped that there was more away fans um, yeah I think I think the fact that you know you get yeah. clubs like you know no disrespect to them but Burton who have come so quickly to where they are and you know they're bringing 20 away. people yeah <laughs> yeah and and I, I think <coughs> you know it, it's been much better because there's been sort of the to and fro of chance and we yeah. haven't had that this season because the away support has been less probably because of the prices I enjoyed it I enjoyed the game and I enjoyed I the did as well actually I, 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 was, I, I wasn't too up for it going into it you know neither was I I was expecting a, a 3-0 I can remember a few years back when I think we drew Man City in the third round of the cup and we lost 3-0 mm. we never turned up Man City outclassed us but we're very much at the races at the weekend I, I want to quickly go back to the Millwall game because I think the fact we came back from 1-0 down in a time when it could have quite easily gone very nasty shows a very unique thing at Norwich at the moment is the fact that we're probably below expectation to where we thought we'd be at this point in the season. I think we can all agree on that. I don't think any of us expected that we'd fly away with the league, but I think we probably expected to be in and around the playoffs at this point. Yep. And yet, it seems like the players are still 100% behind Daniel Farker. It seems like even the more you know, the ones who are being touted with moves away, the, the James Madisons, the Alex Pritchards of the world are still very much enjoying their football here. Mm-hmm. You've got a board that's still back Daniel Farker. And on the whole, not not 100%, but on the whole, the majority of fans want this to work for Daniel Farker. And you don't often see that, do you, Connor? When, no. You know, we, we've, had a, we've had a terrible few seasons. We, we were expecting so much this season. We've got a fairly talented squad we're underperforming, yet the manager has still, on the whole, got the backing of everyone. That's it, yeah. I, I think I think the circumstances for this one makes this one, you know, this situation really unique in the sense that he's come in and, and okay, he, he's been made aware of the financial sort of um, uh, constraints, if you like, but, the, you know, he, he probably didn't anticipate three, three of his senior players leaving. Yeah. Um, he probably didn't expect to have to half the wage budget as quickly as he has. All the injuries as well. Injuries as well, yeah. And um, I think... You know, let's not forget he, he worked pretty much the whole <laughs> summer. It was him and Stuart Webber recruiting players mm-hmm. because the scouting network wasn't as good as in places it was now. So it's been difficult for him in, in mm. six months, and, and I do think there's someone there who understands the game and has the knowledge of the game and always speaks well. 
Um, and I think we're finally starting to see him live up to this tag of this progressive coach he brings through young players and gets his teams playing for him. I think he's I think he's really good with the young players. I think, yeah. I think it's a really great point. And well, he's come through development football, hasn't he? So you, yeah. you, would, you would hope he's yeah. good with that kind of and I mean, he's been great with the players that he has signed. I think overall for me, Daniel Farker has been decent overall. I've just... My one, I've got two two kind of things that do that do bug me a little bit with Daniel so far during, during his time here, is is one, his substitutions. I think mm. I think a they're wrong most of the time, okay. and and b I think they're too late to yeah. make an impact on game, on the games. And I think that in the championship he'll come to realise that players like Wes Houlihan, you can't throw them on with five minutes to go and expect them to do something. That's just not the way it works. <clears throat> the other thing as well is I think that the I don't think the man management of the experienced players has been good. I don't. Um, I'm not saying that the experienced players that he's left out should definitely be in. But as I touched as I touched on when we lost um, to, to Brentford, Jack, in my post match interview with you, you know there is something funny there that those experienced players aren't in the team. And I, I do raise the question of if those experienced players had been in the mix, even on the bench, would that have got the team over the line, Connor, in terms of those one nil losses? Potentially, I, th- I think we've seen we've seen this club sort of for the last seven years, rightly or wrongly, go for more experienced heads. Uh, you look at your Naismiths, your Martins, Basong, you know, players who who had Premier League experience at Malumbu. the time. Malumbu, exactly, and very few of them have worked. And and I wonder now if this is the club going. Those players need to go, and we need to go towards something where financially it's mm. a better plan for us. Mm. So. Players with sell-on value yeah. and players that we can develop. I, I, you know, you look at the transfer rumours with these, you know, players from non-league, players yeah, yeah. from from abroad yeah. who are younger who have sell-on value, and I think I think that's sort of the way they have to go. But I think I, I agree with you entirely. I totally agree with that. I think I think John, I think Malumbu, I think Basong. I don't I don't think those those players deserve to stay, and they did need to go definitely a to lighten the wages and b because of the fact there is this yeah. whole old Norwich City Football Club happening, um, but. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to, you know, pull any punches here. I think that, you know, Wes and Russ not being near that squad, um, at, during the times where you know we've lost games on the bounce, and you need experience in that in that changing room. Um, I think so I think Wes me, has been on the he has been on the bench for the majority of games. And are you saying? Has he? That, I don't think he has, Jack. I think you're wrong there. All I will add on Wes is is, is, is <laughs> he's in a in a difficult predicament at the moment because if you bring him on, you're taking off James Madison. Yeah. He's, I forgot he's, you don't like Wes, Connor. It's <laughs> this, this myth that I don't like Wes, which isn't true. You know, he's, he's you wrote, you wrote well, the, the, the fact is, <laughs> the fact is, if you bring in Wes, you're dropping Madison and Pritchard. Who the hell is better than Madison? This, and this is this That's is Madison fact. who's who's created however many you know whatever stat you want to read that, that boosts it but all of them he's, he's very he's very creative player and, and someone who creates stuff regularly um if you do you then take him off to bring on a player who has to then grow into the game quite mm-hmm. early on and you know so or, or do you i just want him on the bench i'm not telling him to, i'm not i'm not saying i think Daniel he has Parker's, been on the bench it, mate he's not been on the bench enough this season he's not okay. he, he really hasn't and when your team is trailing Away or, or at home to Brentford, you know these are the players that, that you need to have in in and around the mixer. But overall, it's good mm. at the moment, and I'm feeling positive. Let's move on to the, on to the Chelsea. On. Game. I need to interject. Connor writes for the TNC website now, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, yeah. And That's we it, need to yeah. mention that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we plugged the website enough. Talknorandcity.com. Uh, links are always in the description to the website if you want to check it out. Fantastic writing. 
Um, I'm not just saying because he's sitting next to me, um, but it is very good. Yeah, worth, I just thought it was worth a plug. That's your TNC News, isn't it? Yeah, TNC News, yeah. This we man, don't just do videos. No, we do audio and written and all of the... We do everything, really. Watching out. All of the different types yeah, of communication. To be honest, we are just media sluts. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on to Chelsea. That was the most recent game. Um, it's very easy to dig deep into a fairly dull nil-nil draw with the Chelsea side, but... Tactically, I think Fark got his spot on, didn't he? Yep, yeah, I think he did. Um, I think it was brave, <laughs> really, really brave to, ma- to match Chelsea. But but I think matching them in terms of formation worked for long periods. I think what they like to do is push um, all their players wide and, and try and overload the wide areas. And I think we stopped that very well. Mm. So uh, they didn't really have, that I can think of anyway, clear-cut chances. Mm. Um, I think they were shots from distance and, and Angus had them pretty much covered. So yeah. in terms of... Of, yeah, you can say they were poor, but Norwich did their, did what they had to do very, yeah. very well. I think it was a valiant effort from us. I think there's a, a, the, the national press has always seemed to have said, you know, you know, Chelsea misfired. Well, that's and, what know, sells papers, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, okay, but I'm, this is a Norwich City <coughs> podcast, Jack, and I'm saying that you know, I think that any Norwich fan that thinks that you know Chelsea was shit, I think I think you're wrong. I think they were, I think they're okay, um, you know, and they're okay is our excellent, yeah. probably. Um, you know, when you've got players like Pedro and William running at you. By the way, what a player William is! Yeah. My lord, it's like incredible. this is someone that is playing with Neymar in the in, in the international setup, and then by the way, Jamal Lewis is up against him, who had an absolutely fantastic game again. Um, you know, considering he was up against him, and you know, another one that I need to mention as well, Zimmerman. Mm. What a game for Zimmerman! And it's been a good. He, he was excellent against Burton. Yeah, um, well, he is excellent, did he isn't play he? Against Snow. I think he did, no. did he? But he's been, considering this is a man who, who was playing German fourth division football, I know it's been said a lot this season, but I don't think we've given him enough credit no. because he's been on the whole. Unsung hero, totally. He's got much better as well as he's, as he's gone on. You look at the Villa game where he really, really struggled. I think he was a bit in, in awe of the whole, oh, look, I'm playing at Villa Park, I'm playing against John Terry, uh, mm-hmm. someone that he, he basically said that he idolised. And, mm-hmm. and I think that was a, a big thing for him. But he stepped up and that tackle in the first half was incredible mm. absolutely incredible and uh, yeah he's proven his worth and he's been a colossus for I, me though it's the, the thing that's impressed me most with him and Hanley is the aerial presence because so many times it, yeah. in previous seasons we've struggled so much with long balls forward we have not had that aerial presence since Craig Fleming and Malky Mackay fact fact and that is a, that in, in the footballing world is, is too long ago too long ago yeah. especially when Norwich have been you know applying their trade in the championship it's something that is just absolutely essential to the game. My thing is, and I said this to Connor a lot, I turned around quite a lot because Connor was there, I just wanted to love Connor <laughs> up a bit. I think when you play that well against against Chelsea in that formation, I think you've got to stick to it in the league. I really do. Mm. I mean, you said it in your, in your fan come after Fark, but that's the formation we were playing for the majority yeah. of pre-season. We probably didn't have as many options. I know mm-hmm. Jamal Lewis was in the pre-season mm-hmm. set-up. I think he got, did he get injured in pre-season? I think he yes. did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was out for Fulham. We were, I can remember us playing it. I know it was the first game, but we looked all over the place, and we were very lucky to get a point that day. And we kind of scrapped it from there. I think Fark was like, "Shit, okay, like this is this is business now." Mm-hmm. Um, but it looked like I've written it in in my EDP article that's going out tomorrow. I thought we looked incredibly balanced. I've got you right for the EDP. <laughs> so that's yeah, drop that in there. When was your really. when was your last one? About. Four months ago or something. They just called. Oh me no, fair play. No, no, no. Yeah. It's great, mate. Um, I just forgot. Um, but if you want to read it, then... media sluts, as we said. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
what was I saying? We look balanced. And I think, yes. I, I said it to you at the weekend, Connor, we've got options, you know. It's not just Hanley, um, Zimmerman and Close. You, you, you could pull a Sean Raggett in there. You could... That's it, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think now Raggett's back. You, you look at that now as a, a sort of a viable option. Obviously, you know, for whatever reason, rightly or wrongly, Russell Martin isn't involved. Frank is out on loan. You know, you then look at Raggett to, to come in and, and step up. And do you think we'll sell defenders? I think we might sell. A, I think we might sell a defender in January. Who? I think we're overloaded. I'm not. I don't know who, but I'm saying. You know, when you've got. I suppose when you do have disposable options. Well, if you've got desperate for cash. Yeah, but I, I don't. And, and to be fair, that defence is being mixed up a lot. I mean, which isn't ideal, Perhaps, but. Yeah. It's been good for keeping them happy, I'm sure, apart from Marcel. But I, I think for me, I'd be probably looking to offload a defender because, to, you know, it, especially especially as you can use that money elsewhere. And, and it, obviously a desperate, desperate need is that forward line. I suppose that is the thing, isn't it? Is, is we've got defenders. You've got to be clever with the squad. You've got to be clever yeah. in the transfer window. Mm-hmm. So. And you've got to be clever financially as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of, let's talk about Jamal Lewis. We, we talked about it with Darren Huckabee a few weeks ago, Chris. This whole Academy One status, probably the return on investment on that. It's been a big outlay for Norwich, this whole Academy setup. And except for Murphy, it was kind of already through. He was. He was already through. That's, that's not we haven't had any Academy prospects come okay. through. And you look back to the FA Youth Cup team. It doesn't happen straight away though, Jack. No, it doesn't. And that's the thing I was then going to touch on, mm. Connor, is the fact that we are now starting to see you've got Aston Oxford, who's our yep. third choice keeper. You've got Jamal Lewis. I was watching the Shrewsbury game yesterday. I know Ben Godfrey hasn't come through the academy, but he's a young player, man of the match against West Ham. You've got Carlton Morris, who was up front for them. You do now start to have players coming through. And let's not forget as well, these are players we're going to be relying on next season. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's what's really good to see now, which hasn't been in place really for a long time at Norwich is is a clear pathway now. They've, they've, they go out on loan, yeah. they get a season or two. You know, you look at Madison rightly, you know, Alex Neil got a lot of flack for that decision. Probably Neil but, Adams was orchestrating that move as, as, as his yeah, role you know, as loan yeah, manager. Yeah, I think I think he probably I think he probably does. And I think that was the right right thing for I Madison. think he probably does. Yeah, and, and so do I. And I think it, it came back and as a young player you need a setback to prove people wrong and that makes you better as a young player and it helps million, you psychologically million, as well. You know, and, and that probably helps with the fact he's a bit bit more level-headed is the fact that he's been frustrated and he's been on the bench mm. and now he's getting an opportunity to, to play and be creative and is it's been wonderful. That's not just football, that's life. Let's, okay. take, let's take football out of it. You need to be hit sometimes mm. to, to, to come, you know, to come back a much better person. Mm. Million percent. About my Murphys as well, you know, I think. Mean, yeah, they went multiple to times, MK Dons, Coventry, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and there, there were times where well, had to live in Milton Keynes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, no comment. Well, you look at both of them. Josh in particular got a dose of Premier League football, then suddenly he was out on loan. Yeah. So mm. for him psychologically, that's probably a bit of a challenge. He came back to Norwich and, and is then... Now he's singing kebab shops. <laughs> there you go, absolutely. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. So, um, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, good to see. Let's talk about Murphy. Played as a lone striker. I think he played that role maybe once before he played in the Cup. No, it was Watkins, wasn't it, doing that? It was yeah. probably his first ever chance going mm. as a lone striker. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked bloody good first half. I just think he had nothing to lose, did he? Again, he just I think he just played with freedom. I'm sure Daniel Farker said that to him as well. Just, you know, see what you can do against, you know, when you've got David Luiz and, you know, Gary Cahill. These are, these are world-class, arguably, you know, players and... I, I thought it, I thought he did very well, and and I think he did a lot better than than I expected. And that's no disrespect to, to Josh. I think he is getting much better. The last two games, he's been much better. And I'm not saying his performances before that were absolutely terrible, but they were okay. 
and now I think he, he's some something's tweaked with Josh, something's clicked, and it's working at the moment. I think it's the fact that he's been coming out wide more and collecting it. But against Chelsea, for me, I don't know what, what Connor's going to say here for me, but it was just freedom. It was just complete freedom to do what he wanted to do. I, I saw it as a little bit of an experiment. I think with all the speculation around Jerome and Oliveira, mm. you know, obviously financially they, they can't go out and, Interesting and, point. and go and buy a striker. So mm. maybe he sees Murphy as someone who can do it. And I think he showed that he's got the capability to do it as well. You know, Physically, he was he was a threat in behind for Norwich, which Norwich don't have, I think, from, from strikers mm. at the moment. Um, and, and as you say I think the knockback back with the crowd and stuff that's only going to make him better psychologically and it's only going to only going to help him as a player so. is that cheerio to Marley Watkins then if Josh can do that oh, I hope not I really hope not do you like, what, do you like Watkins um, hello I didn't expect this okay um, we're going to find out his, like, his um, we, don't, we don't hate Marley Watkins by the way no I don't, I don't hate him we've got I just, Welsh links here I've just, yeah. I, I struggle to see what he's offered so far as, as a player who who scored 10 goals for Barnsley and, and was meant to be this really quick, dynamic, versatile winger. Mm. Don't think we've seen anything. Um, apart from that second half against Sheffield Wednesday where I thought he was superb. But apart from that, I, he hasn't looked up to the standard. Do you think he's been desperately unlucky? Or do you think he's I not think he's being played out of position. I don't think he's a winger. Or, or is he a striker though? Yeah. Well, he, this is it. Well, this I is think his that's problem. where he thinks he can play. No, this, this is the issue. No, I don't. You can't be a footballer at this point and not know, not know your position. No, I think he does know where he does plays. Does he know his position? I think, he's a, I think he's a bang average championship striker. Oh, Jack. I think you're being kind. Being kind? Yeah. Was he League One? No, he's League One. I think he's bottom end championship. Barnsley's about his level. I think, I think he had a good season last year. No, I think you're right. Um, he's got a terrible well, touch. I'd, he's listen, listen I'd, I'd love for him to come out and prove me wrong and score loads of goals in the second half of the season, happen, but I, I can't see it. He's just really struggling. We watched we him at struggling. Burton, Chris. We, we saw the 57 misplaced touches. There's a reason why I didn't go to Burton, boys, after the last time we went to Burton, before the time before. Both him and husband were pretty poor. Jimmy Husband. To be kind. I think, you know we kind of retracted on our statements about Jimmy Husband earlier in the season? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we were too wrong in what we said early doors. He's just pretty awful, isn't he? I'll, I'll, I'll give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt of he's just come back from a fairly long-term injury um, and whatnot. <laughs> but I'm just not saying anything. He struggled, just... doesn't he? He struggled. But but you know he played one game. Put it this season. way: was he on that, was he on our bench against Chelsea? I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I said to someone, if husband comes on and scores a 90th minute winner, I'm going to run naked on the pitch. I'm not That's being funny though, but Jimmy, Jimmy Husband is being... Why are you calling him Jimmy? It's very patronising, Pat. Why is that? <laughs> James Husband um, is being made like made to look like a non-league footballer by a 19-year-old who... Uh, hey, but, and by the way, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like that? Let's talk, let's talk about that more. Let's not be so negative about, about husband. Let's just say... Jamal has been superb, and husband ain't getting anywhere near this team. No way. I think as as a supporter, I think I'd rather watch a nineteen-year-old develop and get better. Than the son someone. of your own. Yeah, yeah but he's already well. better than him. Yeah, he's not I, th- I think so. Together. I think so. But after four games, I think it, it, it's potentially too early to build him up as a world beater. Um, oh, of course, yeah, ab- absolutely. He's been he's been brilliant, but but it's about can he do it consistently? And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think at this moment in time, he's looked better than husband and Stephen in that position. Okay, so that nil-nil draw against Chelsea means we do now have a replay at Stamford Bridge. Lucrative, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be on a Wednesday. It's going to be on BBC. The first time we've been televised on BBC since You're we beat be at Switch. I'm going to be there. The last time, can you remember when we last went to Stamford Bridge? Yes. Was it one nil? And it was that was the uh, coldest it, day of my life. Yeah, it genuinely was. <laughs> oh my Baltic. god! I actually thought I was going to die. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to come back. But honestly, it was so cold. 
It was so cold. And it was out of the blue as well, that one. I remember that. Was that a pun? Well, hey, yeah. A little bit. Um, Hello. I remember that day was the day after there was some kind of uh, explosion on a tube. And the underground was just completely... There was no one on there. Can you remember? Yeah, but... Okay. It just it just popped into my mind. Right, okay. And it was just a very easy trip to Stamford Bridge. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Uh, let's quickly change the subject. Stamford Bridge, for all the Norwich fans that go, you can not eat, do not worry, up to five minutes before kick-off. I swear to God, I had the quickest service okay. burger in my life. Okay, so here's the situation, Connor. You would not believe this, mate, honestly. Okay. So... I say to the guy, I'll have a double cheeseburger with onions, please. Okay, that's class. There's some technicalities there. It's a big order. I mean, there, there are some technicalities yeah. there, right? I get my wallet out, and it's, I get my wallet out, <laughs> and I kid you not, it's in my hand. Like, I, I can't even open my wallet, because the burger's in my hand, with the onions. And the guy's like, would you like ketchup? I'm like, can I give you my money? <laughs> It was incredible. So anyway, was the burger any good though? But the burger was <laughs> the burger was a solid two out of ten. But if you want food fast outside, there is this weird burger. It's not even. It, it looks like it's coming out of a post box as well. It's very strange. I'll tell you who do good, good burgers in London. Barnet, very good. Barnet. Okay, there you go. Did you go there for the? Um... You, I've I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, that's sort of Barnet. Wow. That's, sort of my, my that's so sketchy. My little sort of soft spot team yeah oh really okay Over, <laughs> only because sort of last year my sister took me to a game and it was why? Between, why? Between, just, why? just randomly <laughs> no, well really? she sort of kicked me up for about four months that she was telling me to see a ballet um, right because she's quite into theatre and stuff no and, uh, it. there's got to be some link well, there don't well, we tell me you randomly went there just admit it that you sport, um, you, you sport them. come on. Uh, well, uh, it started off as, as a tour of Wembley, quite nice. And then afterwards, yeah. you know, got the tube to Barnet, which is quite close to Wembley. Yeah. yeah. They, they yeah. Wembley to Barnet. <laughs> <Bloody> they, <hell. laughs> they were playing uh, Wimbledon. And uh, I went sort of thinking, OK, I'm, I'm not going to sort of go, go either side. And then sort of something unfortunate must have happened. I think Barnet were losing. So I thought, right, I'll get behind these. But uh, I think they're they probably too. I can remember so. when we played Barnet. What? The Checker Trade Trophy, wasn't it? We mm-hmm. played Barnet. It's a good little ground. And I think Big Dave went, and they had the loveliest like clubhouse there. I just think of Leon Barnet. Burgers are unbelievable. Oh, I'll tell Barnett. you what, the worst food we've ever had, this doesn't even compete, outside the Emirates. Oh my lord. Food poisoning, Yeah, girl. I genuinely thought I was going to die. Again. Yeah. Did you get food poisoning? Like, didn't, hang on, yeah. didn't you order a burger... And they, they gave it to you, and it was like... No, no, no. So no, the I, onions weren't no, cooked. They I, were I, raw I, onions. No, no, I, I can't even believe it. They chopped an onion with the skin <laughs> on, and they literally put it in his burger. <laughs> they didn't even cook it. They gave him raw onions at the Emirates. I was now, like, my mum do that? That's what you have to ask. Oh, my God, no. She wouldn't <laughs> no, dare. So the burger's cooked, and I went, do you have any onions? And he went, yes. And I was like, where are these there. onions? And he pulls his onion out from under his... It was like a cow. I think he was in his pocket, actually. He just pulls his onion out. Rips like the top layer of skin off and just cuts raw onion on my burger. Is he crying? No, he wasn't crying. He but he had like, a strange hat. He's probably alien then. If he's not yeah. crying, I was cutting an onion. Yeah, I should have probably weird. questioned it though, pulling it out of the back of like a 1990. <laughs> was, it, was it an official Arsenal like? No, that was the no, day that no. Snads got mugged, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Never made it past What Cambridge. a day. What a yeah. day. And we lost. Anyway. Um, we digress. Anyway, uh, let's yeah. quickly talk about the whole ticket thing about this Chelsea game. We've talked about tickets a lot this season. Um, 30 quid a ticket for adults, 15 quid for me and Connor, it'd be 30 quid for you. Yeah. It's on telly, it's on a school night. Well, you think it'd be 30 for me. Yeah, just use very good <laughs> moisturising cream. Um, and we've got 6,000 tickets. 
We're not going to sell them. It's ambitious. <laughs> We're yeah, not going to sell ambitious, them. Ambitious, particularly at thirty quid. Mm. And, and now it's on BBC as well. There's no, there's no real incentive. Mm. So, I'd hope the club do something. To be honest, whether they will or not, we'll see. You know, subsidising coach travel or something. But what like, a great opportunity, by the way. We've mentioned this in the in the last podcast. In terms of short-term boost for the supporter yep, base, yep. use that extra TV revenue that we didn't think we. True, it, true, it, yeah. true. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I think I think as someone who goes away games quite quite often, I, uh, you know, Bristol City, I think we worked out would have been over a hundred quid for me and my sister to go, and and we're both not classed as adults, so yeah, that's including coach. So I don't know. I I, I find it a bit um, a bit difficult to. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of blood. Yeah, Bristol is particularly expensive, even for... Yeah, I've, yeah. I got my ticket the other day, I was like, that's it's a lot, lot of money. But anyway, we're on the BBC, which is a great opportunity to display our epic performance in front of the national audience. And if we get through, it's Newcastle at home. The, the return, return of Jacob Murphy. Murphy. There you go. Great way to think Very winnable it. fixture yeah. against Newcastle. They, they're love, by the way, before you, before you say I hate Newcastle... I love Newcastle. I actually really like them. Do you? Yeah, I really like Newcastle. Proper football club. Good. Genuinely proper. Haven't football. offended any opposition fans yet. We might do later. I will do. Uh, and of course, how do you celebrate a nil-nil with Chelsea? Well, you go to one of the worst kebabs on Prince of Wales Road. Mm. You have a donner. By the way, it is the worst. It is the kebabs. worst, yeah. Every time you walk past there, guaranteed there's a fight. In actual fact, <laughs> that, that it's called... Oh, well, the best I, I kebab. Oh, okay, you've done it now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's them out of business. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. it's not. No. Because, I mean, but if you go in there, you're going to expect two things. Either a burger thrown at you. Or, I was about to beat up by a vegan in there's, there. Oh, there's always a fight oh, wow. in there. Yeah. There's wow. always a fight in yeah. there. Every time. Always a fight in there. Um, but anyway, anyway quite, quite, quite an epic moment. It was. Because I saw, I saw Snads tweeting about it like, at like three o'clock in the morning. I woke up in the middle of the night and I just saw Snads. He was like, having a chant with Angus Gunn. I was like, yeah, all right, Snads, one too, much, <laughs> one too many... <laughs> You know, um, whatever he likes to drink. Um, and then the next morning, Angus Gunn was on a chair. Jacob mm. Murphy was... By the way, Jacob Murphy had ketchup on his Donner kebab. Jo- Josh Murphy, sorry. <laughs> um, had ketchup on his Donner kebab. I just don't do kebabs full stop, to be honest. Do you not? No. They're not my favourite things, but I won't put ketchup on them. No, Garlic mayonnaise. I, 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 you know what? I'm going to stand strong here and say best kebab is tin pot. Do you know why? It's all about piccolos <laughs> on the other side of the street. Bobby, if you're watching, cheers for the discount, mate. Do you know what happened last time? My Christmas night out, Bobby had me behind the counter in piccolos serving people. I just literally, you know, served them their meals. No, I just did it because I was, you know, sorry, you know. know, Don't drink, don't drink. Um, Is it a good thing that Angus and Josh are out on the the lash? Uh, Depends what side you look at it. I think it will give supporters a boost. For whatever reason they that's like, all we need. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's a short-term solution. Just get get the players pissed. Happy days, Connor. Uh, I think I think the club won't be too impressed, and I, I think, as you said earlier, I think Man City probably won't be too impressed with Angus Gunn. But you know, whether they'll have repercussions for it, we don't know. They're, they're two young lads. You know what? More of it. I was. They're two young lads enjoying their football. They're just they're human, the beings, team. they're human beings. They're probably had Daniel Farker says it. Daniel Farker literally says, after a win, you've got to celebrate. Mm. So he that. endorses it. In fact, I blame Daniel Farker for this incident. Mm. Didn't win, though. I reckon Daniel Farker was actually, but I reckon Daniel Farker was up bar eleven, going even more mental. Bar eleven. Yeah. Cheesecake in one hand. Yeah. Yes. Just smearing it on his face. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway, let's get on to some Twitter questions. We've let's. got a lot this week. Um, it's because Connor's brought them in. <laughs> yeah, Norwich City Central, thinking we're hooligans here. What's the worst trouble you've ever got into in an away game? Have you ever got into, a, into any trouble? Hmm. I had a coin thrown at me at Southampton. Did you? Or Southampton? Was that I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it was meant for me, but it was sort of, <laughs> it sort of landed on my foot. I, I mean, How I much was, was it? I was only 2p. Oh, got it. Yeah. Wasn't even a... It landed at your foot. Yeah, there was sort of, there was sort of a guy sort of uh, a block away from me giving it large. I don't think it was meant for him, but... I mean, I was right close to the Southampton fans as well. And uh... But did you have your safety goals on, yeah? Yeah, of course. Oh, it's all good. <coughs> yeah. No worries. So you've had a 2p launched at you. Yeah. What's the worst trouble you've ever got into? Well, I just... I, well... I think me and you are always a bit sketchy at Ipswich, aren't we? Yeah, I never like going to Ipswich too much. Ipswich for me and Jack is always a let's see if we can get there and back alive kind of expedition. Um, yeah, I think uh, when the horse almost kind of trampled us over at Ipswich. Oh, yeah, that was pretty. That was actually yeah. very scary considering I'm pretty scared of horses as well. Yeah, that was a bloody big horse as well. They're always big boys, aren't they? Mm. Like bigger than Yarmouth Racecourse horses, yeah. and they're big. Um, what are your thoughts on Pete Rogers saying he'd be happy for Oliveira to leave and think he's worth £2 million? I saw this question earlier and I've, I've, I've got to come in straight away. Now, a big shout out to Michael Bailey and the, and the Pinkin Show. If you, if you haven't watched that particular kind of episode with Pete Rogers featuring, go and watch it because the entry five minutes is superb. You would have seen my tweet. The it was literally, it was literally the Antiques Roadshow. They started going out, you know, about the, the fine Chinaware or something. Pete Rogers is a hilarious man. Pessimistic Pete, don't get me wrong, but very funny guy. I remember when you went on the Pink and Show in the pub and got a cup of coffee and you just got absolutely slaughtered yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I literally yeah. could not give to. No, no. Why? <laughs> I think I think it's about time that you know this whole culture around beer and football needs to actually you know go. There's away. a market for it if the pubs open early. Beer and cappuccino. Coffee, um, coffee mornings. Coffee mornings. It's an opportunity. Mm. Why not? Why not have a coffee? I think people need to start opening up their eyes, Jack. <laughs> was it a nice coffee? Of course it was. was well, it? Pete Rogers had a cup of tea. He did, yeah. Too. And Michael Bailey did. Michael Bailey had a, had a Coke. Okay. So they were slagging me off. <laughs> but actually, the following few weeks, they, they were not drinking beer. Maybe it was beer in the teapot. Yeah, beer, boys, football, beer. It's midweek. It's midweek. Come on. It is a Let me have a cup of tea. Anyway, uh, Oliveira is he worth two million? Is he worth more? Uh, I think I'd be disappointed if they got two million for him. You know, I, I think it's funny, isn't it? He, four months ago, he's the best striker in the division, and now he's he's someone who doesn't want to be here. And you know, there's no hard. How do you know he doesn't want to be here? Come well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. People oh, are saying. Okay, right. I don't think there's any hard evidence for that. Okay. I think, I think there isn't any evidence. For well, there's no evidence for that. No one can know. Um, yeah. I, I think people look at his track record and go, oh, "He's been on loan a lot." and Stuff and never settled, um, which you know, perhaps is is right. Perhaps he, he does want to go, but for me personally, I think it, it's just a dip in form. He's um, not really got any other options, no. particularly as Jerome's a bit out of favour. And I think when he plays well, he's he's brilliant. Um, but we've not seen enough of it, and I wonder. I question whether they're playing to his strengths. I'm not entirely convinced they are. They're no. not. They're absolutely not playing to his strengths. No, and that is the issue. I think that you know. What are his strengths? What do you mean? What are his strengths? Well, no, the team should be playing to his strengths. Yeah, what? Are, what he's he's a player. He's them? a player that wants the ball to feet, and he's he's getting a lot up yeah. here. He's getting a lot here. One and million he's, percent. He's, he's not he's not a target man, and and I think he's a player that, that likes to uh, play off another player, striker. Yeah, as well. he, he likes the one twos. He likes the combination play, sort of outside the box, and he, and he likes to sort of work into the box. Yeah. Uh, he's he's just he's he's not suited to. 
the direct balls and then knocking it down for Madison. That's just he wants to game. shoot from distance. The lad wants to shoot from distance, and I trust him to do that. Mm. Don't get me wrong, he's had a few wild shots recently. Yeah. I do feel sorry, but obviously he took that free kick off Madison, which didn't do him any favours, but I don't blame him for attempting to do that, because if I was a striker, you know, and, and my job was, my sole purpose was to pretty much score goals, I would have probably tried to take that free kick off Madison. He's the best finisher at the club. You know, let's let's not be around the bush. You know, he's, he's really yeah. It's not really much yeah, competition. I think so. Though, I think so. I, uh, More than Madison. It's, it's different kinds of finishing, but but okay. as in terms of sort of in the eighteen yard box, uh, okay. I think very rarely does he get them off target. Mm-hmm. I, I think him taking the free kick, him taking penalties, is, is just him trying to get some confidence back mm-hmm. and him trying to tell the fans, look, this is what I'm about. Yeah. I want to score goals, and uh, I think he has. He's still a quality player. Two, well, his day is venomous. Give him confidence. Yeah. He's venomous. Two million's a ridiculous statement for me. Mm. Agreed. Bugger off, pessimistic. Willemotz is back. Go on, Willemotz. Hope you had a lovely new year, Willemotz. Um, and he's back and he's said, Hi lads, happy new year. I'm offering to drive Naismith to Scotland free of charge. Should I fill my oh, car with anyone else? Maybe Matt Jarvis heart. and Ed Balls. Why is that? What? Right, seriously, right. What is the hatred? I mean, I think a lot of people are getting hung up on politics with Ed Balls. Well, of course, yeah. Yeah, but, that, but, but, but why, why? Because it's politics. But he wrong? loves Norwich City Football Club. So I think people need to put politics to one side when it comes to supporting their football team. I think that Ed Balls did a sterling job when the club was on his ass. Yes, all right. You know, he works the media extremely well. You know, but I mean, I've sat next to him a few times in, in the Upper Barclay. He is a Norwich City fan through and through, and I think there's a, a total lack of, dis, uh, of respect for Red Bulls. I think there's also some confusion about, does he get paid, does he not? He, you know, he doesn't, he, he, he earns nothing for doing what he does, um, and all he does is, is, is chair board meetings and, and mm. face up to the media when, when things are tough, and if you have to face up to the media when things are tough, you, you're going to be scapegoated, you sort of wrestle mm. mine. Um, mm. you know, and, True. And, and people like that, and, and I think if you're in the public eye, naturally you're going to get more criticism. But... What I will say is, Strictly was a wee bit embarrassing, wasn't it? It so, was really bad timing. What's that? Ed Strictly Balls. come dancing. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the big question is here that we still haven't answered. Is Willemotz driving to Scotland or on his own, or is he taking anyone with him? I hope he's on a lawnmower. <laughs> Imagine how long that yeah, would take. Yeah, yeah. Is um, Naismith going in his car? Are we keeping Naismith? What are we doing with him? Don't know, how would you like me to respond to this question? Because, I mean, I just... I, I really... I, from the day he turned up, I've never ever thought Stephen Naismith was right for Norwich City, and I've been criticised and mauled over my negative opinion of Stephen Naismith. But it's so obvious. What is he doing here? He's on an absolute bomb. What is he doing here? What's he doing, there, Connor? I disagree to an extent. I think oh, I, I think Connor. he's I think he's shown glimpses. It I was think... going oh, glimpses when he... he scored against Everton, man. What else has he done? I think, I think, oh, and Leeds, and he got sent off. There was, there was a spell uh, in the latter end of the Premier League where he worked really, really well on Bukhani. He worked well. Yeah, yeah. I he think. worked well. <laughs> what do you define as working I, well? well Strolling I, across the pitch, pulling a few passes. I, I, don't think, I don't think he was ever right for the club. He I, grabbed I, that guy. First and foremost. Connor, I'm, I'm not bullying you, but I'm just so passionate about the fact that Steve... Yeah, yeah and, and he's, on, he's on a lot of money. So it's so a joke. Right, it's right, a it's joke. He's grossly underperformed for this football club. Has yeah. he been given the chance? I, th- I also think, just to, yes. go, just to go back to my previous point, I thought there was a spell uh, Christmas last year where he actually looked pretty impressive and then got injured. Um, I can't remember that. But, um, but no, no, I'm great. Other, 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 other than that, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it was a gamble that didn't work and 
the club have suffered for that. I do team. feel like, although I'm, 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 I don't actually hate Stephen Naismith the person. He's a top lad. He does loads of charity work, and that's great. And I do actually feel sorry that he fell for the trap of joining Norwich City Football Club as a gamble buy. He should have had the brains to think, mm, this is a bit risky here. But that transfer sums up the Norwich City transfer. One million percent. Um, and, and the previous top brass, 100%. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Naismiths of the world. Who I, I think when we signed him, we were excited about it. I was excited. I was. Yeah, I was. But Stephen yeah. Naismith was a man who we'd been targeting for a while. And we brought him and it was um, Tim Close, wasn't it? And we Patrick thought, Bamford. And Patrick Bamford, who famously hit the crossbar against Man City and then done nothing else. Um, and we thought, OK, we've got a chance of staying up here. Then he scores against Liverpool, and then Liverpool happened, and, and the rest has been downhill from there. We won't talk yeah. about that anymore. Yeah. Uh, Willem Watts, yeah, take, take Stephen Naismith, strap him in tight, and uh, take him up to Rangers, mate. Um, Edwards saying, haven't seen Chris much on the matchday experiences recently. Any reason why Jack's misses now taken the plus one, obviously? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> And there was another question, actually, let me find it, um, <laughs> from Max Furman, who is at Loughborough University, clearly a very clever lad. Uh, Jack and Chris still, what he's still on Turk and Turkin terms, haven't seen him in the matchday experiences quite as much, Chris probably too busy smashing the gym. Shall I tell you the honest truth to this? Jack loves the pub. Jack loves <laughs> the pub. It's, 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 it's so simple. What's happening now is Jack swans off to the pub with his missus and, and, and leave. Okay, it's absolutely fine. It's just the venom in your voice. What they do in the pub, you know, they can do what they want to do in the pub. But I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, as his long term friend, I've, I've been left behind. Um, but, you know, it's you, okay. I bought you a Mars bar before the game. Once. Yeah, it did. To be fair. I do love you for that. You were nicely sourced up, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I was probably, yeah. Should I mention that? I've had one too many orange juices. Um, and you don't go to away games either. So you're never on them. Do you? I feel like you should just hug it out. Yeah, we will at the end. We always do. Um, but, yeah, Chris. Is... I only go to away games when we're playing well. Yeah, you are a typical Fairweather fan, aren't you? Absolutely fine with that. Yeah, I know you are. Uh, so we are still on ter- talking terms. Talk, talk, talk terms. Um, yeah, we, we're still talking. And also, about. I've had a, an, I've had a, um, a kind of a, a small bout of serious man flu as well. Yeah, and you gave which it has to put me. me out of action. So I've been kind of. I'll be back. You will be back. I'll be back. You will be back. Like uh, oh, now this is the big question. It, it came up on. Um, uh, this is Jack Wright. He's a Norfolk boy. He's a nature geek. He's a UKC graduate, and he's nature more geek. What does that mean? He probably likes. He looks like he works for the RSPB. Okay, and you have to have respect for the RSPB. They do a lot of sterling work with birds. Um, is North Norfolk really the most beautiful spot in England? This I is love the, the fact that he's asked that question of yeah. all people. I saw this question before I came, and I was thinking about it. Okay. And I was thinking about when I go to away games, and I go, oh, I go, I go to places. I go to your Burton, your Wigan. And uh, I'm always pleased to see County Hall when I come back. So, so I think, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've never been to a place and thought, wow, this is a lot better than Norwich mm. or, or Norfolk. Connor, so. you're a man of my own heart. But then I was born here, so mm. I and think North Norfolk true, isn't it? is the most beautiful um, part of England. Okay. Someone said what about Cornwall. Leeds? Yeah, Cornwall's nice. Cornwall has got to be up there. Yeah, it's up. It's not that I've ever been there. Might but... creep in the top five, but. It's in the top five. Some lovely beaches in Sussex. Sussex, yeah, but it's not beating Hunstanton, it's not beating Yarmouth, is it? It's not. <laughs> no, it's not beating no. Wells. You were, where were you at the weekend? You were um, 
Burnham Market. Burnham, lovely place in the world. Yeah. Doesn't Stephen Fry have a house there? It wouldn't surprise me. And I think I think Dee has got property there as well. It's extremely poosh. It is very poosh. Um, <laughs> Jake Mann, Cam Connor still passed like Shabby Lonzo. Hashtag safety never has a day off. <laughs> Good old boy. Uh, yeah, I used to play football with him. Uh, and the Where did you used to play? What position? Yeah. Uh, centre midfield. Yeah, really. Yeah, Were you a bit of a box to box? I was. I was kind of Stephen Naismith. I was the giver getter, but I, I scored a few goals in my time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Stephen Naismith. What kind of goals? Uh, Pile drivers. Uh, I'll, uh, late runs into the box. Well, I was. I, I sort of uh, had this thing of long distance. <laughs> oh, long really? Distance, and uh, I got a lot of stick for getting it over the bar a lot. Um, well, but there, there, there was this one time. Awesome. This you don't shoot. You don't score. That's it. There was this one time in the cup where we went to a team who was. The division higher than Who us. were they? Name? Uh, Attleborough. Attleborough, okay, okay. And, yeah, uh, like chocolate. They were, thank you very much. They were, um, I said they were a bit like how Arsenal approached the cap. Okay. Uh, Serious. Oh, how do Arsenal approach it? I don't really know. Arrogance. You know, okay, oh. a bit of swagger about Yeah, yeah. Which, bars, which is yeah. fine, which is fine. And, um, okay. second, um, second half. To away at Attleborough. Yeah. What's yeah. the weather like? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's raining. Yeah. Uh, it's cold. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, I get, I get the ball inside. Uh, someone plays the ball to me inside. Mm. I hit one at Curl's top corner. Mm. Unbelievable. Go through 1 0. Brilliant cup win. Superb. Yeah. Who did you used to play for? Uh, Thorpe. Thorpe. Okay, so you're, you're the hero of Thorpe for a week. at least a week. A week, yeah. It's all about pouring down wonders. I got pouring a man of the match. So. Did you? I was actually looking at my. I broke one of my football trophies the other night. Devastating. I knocked it off with my dressing gown. And it fell and smashed, and you know that was the most middle class thing you've ever come out with. <laughs> what? Oh yes, I broke my trophy today. I fucking I broke it with my dressing gown. No, the 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 um the strap kind of swayed. Oh yeah. Anyway, I was looking back. <laughs> I was player of the season in 0506. Parents okay. player in 0607. Pe- Top Sorry, goals. What was, that? was that parents player of the year? Parents player and players player. Mm. And then isn't parents player the one that they just feel sorry for? You know, I got players player as well. There is a serious problem with parents and youth football. There is <laughs> like <laughs> serious. Now, this wasn't meant to be a deep chat. No, but there, no, but there is on a serious note. It's a good documentary about it on. Yeah, YouTube there is. Sport, I mean, my dad actually got banned from the touchline. <laughs> so you know Mystic Manson. <laughs> yeah. You know Mystic Manson. So basically, he'll laugh at the story. So we're playing uh, first side. So Cossy, nasty bastards. Mm. And um, I feel like that's a generalisation. No, no, the, the the youth team were nasty bastards. <laughs> okay. If you were there, well, you would have understood. How old were you at this age? Like? Uh, probably like 14, 15. Oh, okay, so like the age where you can't like... So yeah, Mike's, you know. Mike's a striker, Mystic Manson, loves it, loves the glory. The always always thought he could have been a footballer. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out, Manson. Um, it, it, we're, we're not for injuries. Anyway, so he's through on goal, and someone comes from behind, two foot in the air, like literally leaps into it, <laughs> hammers him out. Manson literally has to go to hospital. Oh, but he's shit. down on the ground, and the guy's the guy that's, that's committed the challenge is giving him jip. And my dad, right, <laughs> was the linesman at the time, and the ref didn't give it straight away. Mm-hmm. And he 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 kind of came half on the pitch and went mm-hmm. absolutely ballistic. There was so many so many swears, so much abuse. And at the end of the, end of the game, one of the mums from first side, Cossie, comes onto the pitch. You know, at a youth football, you all go, oh, hip, hip, hooray for the other team. It's that little kind of weird thing that they do yeah. just to kind of gloss over the bullshit. Well, basically, one of the mums says, don't shake hands with them. Don't shake hands. Because uh, they right. thought we'd made a meal of the fact right. that our player has had to go oh, well, to their hospital. Team. Their team, okay. So my dad then had a little argy-bargy with one of the mums. And then, um, yeah, big shout, Pete Raffareve. I, I don't know if you boys used to do this, but I always used to play on Sunday mornings, which meant 
Match of the Day was on the night before, and okay. I always used to pick a celebration from Match of the Day to try and recreate if I'd scored. Well, okay, and one yeah. of my, it was one of my most subject. iconic goals. It was away at, um, at Waveney. It was a big game. <laughs> and the night before, I watched Kevin Nolan score an absolute <laughs> banger. And he's that doing things. Okay, okay. so I bang one in last okay. minute, wheel away. Yeah. And I'm going up to the parents, so I'm going like this waving. <laughs> yeah. It was one okay. of the best days okay. of my life. I, did, um, I, had a, I had a cartwheel. I did a little, so you know that, that infamous Wes Houlihan cartwheel? Yeah, yeah. So I did a little cartwheel and then I just kissed up to the air like that, and that was it. And I scored four times in my career. Really? Who defender? A substitute. No, oh, substitute. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> now, th- now this is, let, let's talk about this actually. This is from, I just saw it, um, Ben Ambrose. Good old boy. Do you know Ben? Yeah, yeah. Big up Ben. Good old Ben. Now he's saying, thoughts on Chris Reeves' comments on Madison, Madison I can't, can't speak, Madison right. being better than Wilshire. Now you got a hell of a lot of stick for this. Yeah, it was in your EDP article. Now I don't think, I don't think you were saying Madison is better than Wilshire, were you? Or were you? Yeah. Okay. And you stick by that? Yeah, hundred percent. Why? Um, I mean, where do I begin? I mean, first and foremost, you you look at the stats. Second of all, you look at Jack's serious inconsistency. But let's look at. Jack, let's actually let's hang on. Let's Jack Wilshire 18 on, bossing on. Barcelona in the Champions Okay. Well, What's Madison doing? He's bossing Burton. Okay. Well, all right, just because they're at two different clubs. I'm not going to start rimming Arsenal. Okay. I think if you actually look at the comments, you'll find that over 60% are just closet Arsenal fans. They've got their back up against their little shitty Wilshire. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you slightly. Okay, good. And Please by slightly, I mean completely. Okay. Um, just, just because uh, I think you can you can dig up statistics and that's fine. But I think when you consider what Wilshire has done at a higher level, we're uh, not talking about what he has done, though, Connor. And I think that's the issue with the people that responded to that tweet. So you're talking about? In, I'm not in the, talking about history. Yeah, of course I at was. The moment. This is the thing. Everyone thought I was talking about the history of the player. I don't give a shit that you played against Barcelona. The here and now, on paper, I think that Madison. Given an opportunity in the Arsenal team, would do a better job than Jack Wilshere, and I absolutely stand by that, hand on heart. I wasn't on purposely trying to rear people up. I really wasn't. I think, you know, in terms of his touch, I think it's better. He, ta- he he takes a free kick. Jack Wilshere doesn't take a free kick. Madison scores more goals. He's created more chances than anyone in the top five leagues in Europe this season. Jack Wilshere certainly hasn't come anywhere near that. Oh, yeah. He's had to go out on loan. Madison hasn't. He has. He has. Okay. <laughs> we didn't have to. He was forced out. Well, uh, I, I find it. I find it difficult. Uh, I, think, I think. I think Wilshire and Madison are different players uh, in terms of how they play. I think Wilshire's obviously deeper. Um, Madison's always going to get more headlines because of his record. So, he's, whereas Wilshire might be the pass before the assist or the pass before the pass mm. that's the assist. Madison is the assist, or he is the goal. Um, whereas Wilshire isn't that, and and yeah, for for me, so I think Madison's I, both, and Wilshire's only one. I, I don't think Madison's both. Um, well, he is. He, well, this, he yeah, is this yeah, season, yeah, Connor. yeah, yeah. He is this season, but the issue is he's doing it against teams which are, are not as good. Or, okay, you know, and, yeah, that's a valid think, point. I think Wilshire. I, I think he could be as good as Wilshire, better than Wilshire. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, as we stand, I don't think he's better than. Let's Jack not Wilshire. actually I, forget. I, let's not actually forget that this man over here 
said that Madison was of a similar ilk to Lionel Messi. I said the way that he gets fouled a lot was a No, you didn't. No, I did. No, you didn't. I said the way he moves on the you ball was very similar to Messi. You said he, he, is, you said he was quite possibly better than Lionel I Messi. I never said that. If you track back through the, the podcast... The podcast is titled, Is Madison Better Than Messi? I said... <laughs> you didn't. Madison, the way he turns on the ball, he's got a centre of gravity like Messi, okay. and he's fouled as much as Lionel Messi, because players don't know how okay. to deal with him. But to clarify that whole, that whole Twitter situation... I love the fact that Huck's gone involved, by the way. Quality yeah, banter. That's the thing that started off. Quality banter. Um, but I, th- I think everyone kind of actually just completely misunderstood the fact that I was talking about what he's doing now. Mm. I wasn't talking about that's fair enough. the fact that he's talked about... I mean, I, I probably actually should have worded it better on reflection. It's hard to get um, across on Twitter, isn't it? But, but to be honest with you, I absolutely stand by it. I think, I think let's end it. We're very lucky to have Madison... And we all know That's what I did as well, mate. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Alex King saying, do you think Ben Godfrey will, will replace Alexander Tete next season? Both of them were awesome at the weekend. Yeah, I do. Uh, and I think if, if you look at his situation now, uh, when you compare it to Madison and Murphy, I, I think they're going through similar pathways. Yeah. And mm. it makes sense. Tete's on his last year. He's on a lot of money. It's, it's his big last payday. So you wouldn't get. give Tete another contract? A lot of people saying they maybe would. Um... I think, I think when you when you consider money and stuff, it, is, it sort of makes your mind up for you. I, I, I think Norwich can't afford it. Essentially, if if he's if he's and even if we could, would you re-sign him? If he's four years younger, I think it's a different debate. Now, now I don't think so. And have working um, knees as well. Exactly, and that's the injury thing. But but I think mm. Ben Godfrey is going to be very very good. Chris Cassidy asking um, that he just loves the videos. Basically, I think he has got a question. Um, good old boy. What is his question? Go on, Chris. In terms of the oh no, this is an interesting one actually. In terms of the quality of the league, do you think it's the worst in years? This year, the only team that is good is Wolves, whereas in previous years, and for example, the year you beat us in the player final, there were five teams all in and around the automatic premiership. That's a hell of a question. Positions. I think I've said it multiple times. I think this league is terrible. Yeah, we yeah, it is. I think it's competitive. But I think the standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, the, the standard. Yeah. The standard is 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 really poor. Um, but in terms of excitement, I, th- I think it's a brilliant division. I think it's really, really good division. No, I think not. Not that I want to want to be here for twenty years, no. but you know, it's it's a good division, and and it is one of those where you win a couple. Everyone's talking about promotion. You yeah. lose a couple. Everyone's talking about relegation. So, in terms in terms of the quality, I think that is an excellent question. I think I think uh, the championships either goes one one or two ways. Usually, there's either a team that really storm it and, and yeah. just win it, or or it, it's really tight. And uh, so, it's, it's a good point. Bar Wolves. Well, let's not forget Wolves have spent a ridiculous amount of money. But they've yeah. spent it very well, to be fair. They've been teams, Villa in the past, Villa last year. They spent... to spend it well, mate. Yeah, but you look at Villa, they had a shit ton of money and spent it terribly. Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. True. A lot of teams spend a lot of money and don't do True. well, so fair play True. to it. And I love their gaffer as well. Which is an absolute yeah. nutcase. <laughs> Just an absolute nutcase. Um, there's tons of questions. I'm trying to find any new ones. Uh, out of all the signings we made last summer, who's impressed you the most and who's impressed you the least? Simple... Answer with both. Don't want any explanation why. Uh, Stephen, not off the top of my head. Worst? Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, take that back. There were quite a lot. Yeah, husband. Okay. Actually, God, there's been quite. There's been a few. husband, Stephen, and Watkins have all disappointed me. Okay. And then player that I've done the done, the, done best. the best. Tom Tribal, million percent. Yeah. No arguments from from either of you. Tom Tribal wins it hands down. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Angus gone. Yeah, Angus because smashed I, it. But I Tommy think T, people mate. forget that when we signed Angus Gunn, 
I don't forget it, but I just try not to bring it up. When we signed Angus Gunn, there was a lot of people going, is he going to be good enough? There's a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He hasn't played a game of professional football ever. Is he up for it? Yes, he is. It's been brilliant. And I think think we all knew that Angus Gunn had a lot of talent, but I think people forget that he maybe wasn't as highly rated as we all think he is now when we first signed him. Because there was a big risk. We'd let go of a a player who'd been there for countless years, promotions... Was res- was respected and we brought in Angus Gunner. Don't like changing Norfolk, do we? Um, no, we don't. Bloody change. <laughs> uh, yeah, Angus was someone who also hadn't played a senior game, yeah. so there was a big risk. Um, I was watching the Birmingham highlights really randomly the other day. I get bored. Bloody hell, um, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Uh, when we beat him 2-0 on Boxing Day and, and his save that he made yeah. was top oh, draw. Top yeah. draw. The one he, the one yeah. he calls out is, is an unbelievable save and mm. uh, I'd be very surprised if he's not playing Premier League football next year. There is a yeah. reason why... You know, there's a reason why there was some 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 monetary issues over the transfer Angus gun, because he is a top class player. Mm. He really is. Um, you can tell he's from the Gun family. Um, City's number one son of Brian Gun. It's true, isn't it? I think. Uh, I think the thing with Angus is that I think the reason why there was so much more pressure is because it's his club. Yeah, of course. He literally bleeds yellow and green and. I mean, I'll be the first to admit when I got the call to say that you know Angus was was you know going to come, I thought, okay, so he'll be number two, and then even I forgot because you get kind of stuck in this yeah, North, that's Norwich, point, actually. this Norwich City yeah. chasm of, um, you know, you don't really look outside it. Like literally, Angus Gunn has been texting Joe Hart. You know, whilst he's at Man City, he's taking shots off Sergio Aguero in training. Now, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. You know, you're probably not going to save a few of those, quite a lot of those. But the ones you do save, I think, if you're up against a world-class player like Sergio Aguero, week in, week out, I think it's only going to develop you. And I think there's an absolute reason why he, why he signed as Manchester as a Manchester City player. Indeed, and there was also a question. I think there was a few people asking, um, who do you think our number one will be next season? Remy Matthews. I look at it in the same way with the whole loan, loan then come back, mm. and he just seems to me like he's he's being moulded to to be the number one. Plymouth fans love him. Yeah, and he and he's he's done well pretty much every loan he's had, and yeah. you know did well at Hamilton. Yeah, uh, did relatively well at Burton when he went there, and, and he's doing well at Plymouth. So, but he's from Yarmouth. What do you expect? <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> Success. Um, That's what comes out of Yarmouth. But yeah, just just to touch on Angus Gunn very very quickly, I, th- I think he is a, what you describe as a complete goalkeeper. He's a shot stopper. He can play off the floor. He commands his area really well. Mm. And that that was something initially that I worried about was his sort of how he commanded his area because you know yeah. you go from Ruddy who was a big imposing figure to Angus Gunn who isn't necessarily Ruddy was nowhere near imposing enough. Absolutely lost in his in his in his heyday. He, yes, he was agreed. a big imposing agreed, figure. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, yeah, he declined, um, but. Uh, that what perhaps wasn't the side of Angus Gunn that I was expecting. I was expecting a, a technical sort of shot-stopping goalkeeper, yeah. but he, he commands his area brilliantly. I hope Angus will be number one next season. Do you think that's realistic? I hope he'll be number one next season. If he's in, if we're in the championship, I hope he'll be number one next season. Okay. Um, right. I think um, let's quickly Bristol City feeling confident. I mean, we've been filming for ages now. Initial thoughts: Would you keep it the same, the team? Um, what the free back? Three slash five. Uh, no, no. I would, yeah, I would revert back. Why? Because uh, I think away from home, uh, particularly a place like Bristol City, you need you need pace down the sides, and I think Madison and Pritchard 
don't offer you that. Um, I'd, I'd like to. I think Josh Murphy's got to come back out wide, and he's, he's got to, because then you have a threat on the counter attack. And I think if this game is, uh, you know, is the way I expect it to be, I think it'll be sort of in the same vein as Middlesbrough, Sheffield United, where we go there, dig in, and, and try and get something on the break. Should Yannick start? You're really hanging on to Yannick, aren't you, mate? Yeah. You're really hanging on to him. Yeah. Fair play. Um, he's he's an interesting one, isn't he? Uh, I I get the impression Farker doesn't rate him, and and I sort of have a theory why. I think I think he's not. Don't kill me off. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm trying absolutely murder him. I think I'm backing you here, mate. Technically, I don't think he's good enough uh, no. in in terms of how we want to play. He's not someone that's going to get the ball uh, and and pass. He's going to run through players. Yeah, you know, he's going to run through players. He's not going to do. Don't you, you love know, that? As a supporter, yes. As someone in your team, he, he can't really cross the ball. He doesn't really have a lot of outlet. see him getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's exciting to watch, but he's exciting because I'm, I, I don't think he knows what he's going to do. Yeah, and that's the joy of it. I love Is that. It? Yeah, yeah, no, it's beautiful. Is it? I love, I love that he just runs in straight lines and usually gets through and then doesn't really I think he stays in Umwood. Sorry. I do, and again, I feel sorry for him. I do feel sorry for him because we probably shouldn't have signed him in the first place. Yeah, he's he the wrong player, wasn't he? He's he's sort of the wrong build as well. I think he's wrong build. I think the build. I think his build is one of his strengths, personally. Uh, he's, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't think he's uh, he's technically good enough for English football. Oh no, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with the technicalities. I think I think his general body. I think he's actually <laughs> respect quite, for his body. I, 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 I do. I like, do respect his body on the wing. I'd like to see him have a go up front. Yeah, did it at Wigan. I'd, 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 you know, it might be an option if, if strikers are going. Yeah, please! Right yes. back, centre back, left back. <laughs> Not as a right back. Well, if no, Pinto no. gets injured, he might be in there. I, he probably I will it. be. I highly doubt it. Well, that actually goes nicely into our, our few transfer rumours we've got. We've spoken about Madison, we've spoken about Pritchard. They're probably going to leave. End of. What? Um, what? They are, aren't they? What? Pritchard, Pritchard will. Pritchard and Madison are probably both going to leave. Well, Stop are. being so negative, man. They are. I'm being realistic. There's, uh, You're, being realistic. Trans- You're being though, overly no. negative. No, I think not. one will leave this window. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I one. Think, not both. Madison That's my point, Connor. Oh, I, don't, I don't think Madison will this window. Do you not? No. So you think Pritchard's going to leave? I, do. I think Madison's going to leave. Uh, I, I think there's um, there's more intre- or, or more firm interest to get Pritchard away this window than Madison, and I think there's a plan in place for it. And you know happens. what? You've got inside knowledge. And I've maybe an ominous. I, I, I actually back Connor I totally with this. I don't I think, think he'll go to Huddersfield, though. He won't go to Huddersfield. You heard something. You're very confident on this. Shall I be picking one? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying he'll definitely go, but I'm saying when if, you're if, the... if I was going to pick one of the two, I'd pick Pritchard. To leave? Yeah. Well, yeah, I would as well. When you're on the TNC podcast, you've just got to say no comment. That's like the thing that I say. Um... I agree with Connor, definitely, and I think that um, Farker will prefer to keep Madison as well because it's kind of almost, it's not his boy, but it's his boy. Now, you know, I've got, you know, family members that, that have got gun club tickets still, even though it's completely lost the vibe. Um, what was the vibe? The, what the gun club used to be. The gun club used to be a thriving... Um, Social enterprise. <laughs> sociable um, very popular place for fans to interact with you know, Delia used to have her food in there she doesn't have her food in there anymore probably because of her mum to be fair which is fair enough um, and it was a place that you know players could interact with the fans and um, the you know the person that did the interviews was Brian Gunn and he got the best out of the players in terms of the questions that were asked um, doesn't happen like that anymore unfortunately um, McNally didn't like you know, any ex-players being there because he had a power problem. That's why he had a little bit put in his heel as well. Um, 
Anyway, I digress. Um, was where was where where even was I? Madison or Pritchard? Madison Pritchard. How was Ring Alley and his heel um, implant? Um, One of my favourite. Pritchard came into the Gun Club and apparently was a bit grumpy um, in terms of the fact that um, it was after the Millwall game we got man of the match, wasn't it? Was it the man of the match against Millwall yeah. we got? Yeah. Apparently he came into the Gun Club and he was quite kind of like almost too honest about the supporters and the attitude around the club mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. my personal opinion is you've got to kind of play the game but that's what I that's why I agree with you Connor I think that he's probably thinking well pff, maybe I'm gonna get I mean look don't get me wrong I love Pritchard and, and personally I, I think that him and Madison are, are definitely the best two players at this football club and I'd love to keep them both but I agree I think they'll let Pritchard go I Madison will be the summer I, I, just just for me I think going at this stage it would be silly for him because he's not had a whole season um, and if he goes to a big club he's not going to play and that's going to hinder his development I, mm. I, I think he'll go in the summer I think he'll go for big money and then I can see him going on loan somewhere whether okay. that's here or not I don't know but uh, yeah I see I see Pritchard being the one this window cool okay I think um, there's a there's a few rumours Tyrone Ebony Eb- how do we say we're going to pronounce it? Ibuchi. Uh, you're right, like Ibuchi. No, this is a Nigerian Ibuchi. name that I can't pronounce. Okay. Ibu- uh, Tyrone Ibuchi. He's a right back from Den Haag. Is he a beast? Apparently he's a beast. From That's Ibuchi. all I care about. Yeah, uh, and we do need a right back. Um, Wait, and, why? Well, we've only got Pinto. Okay. Fair and Reese Alassani from Dulwich Hamlet. Uh, yeah, get him in. Why not? He scored 17 and 16. Why not? Why not? Okay. Let's use that <laughs> TV revenue to stick it on Reese Alan- Alassani. That's a great. Imagine Alassani scoring the last minute mm. winner. Chris Gore would Sounds lose. Italian. I hope there's some Italian. Well, Alassani. Yeah, Alassani. Possibly. I don't know. Anyway, that's the podcast done this week. It's Bristol City up next. I will be there. Um, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Um, thanks, boys. For thanks, thanks for bringing much. the cake. Right, thanks, thanks, Connor. Um, thanks. I've only just got through the cake, by the way. Do you know what the cake? Really did deliver. Sometimes you can see a cake and it's like, that looks nice, but is it going to taste nice? That tasted nice as well. It was light, it was fluffy, mm. but it still had that nice consistency. When it turned up and you found out there, there, there was fresh cream, I actually saw a little glisten in your eye, Jack. It's a, it's a, it's a deal breaker, isn't it? <laughs> it is what makes or breaks a cake. So thanks, <laughs> Thanks very much for uh, watching. Subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. If you really want to be generous, then leave a review on iTunes. You can do that. Links in the description. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can like our Facebook page. But more importantly, go and check out talknorrisity.com. All of the best content on there. Because this man writes and you haven't got to listen to me or Chris talk <laughs> absolute nonsense week in, week out. Thanks very much for watching. We'll see you very soon. Bye-bye.